Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro, How's it? Mr. Devin Nakoba, and Mr. Moses Goods, who we will be introducing formally in a little bit. But mm-hmm. first, we'll get to our announcements. Uh, before we begin, let me remind the listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the podcast. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts and listen to the podcast. And finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. I'd like to send a big mahalo to Chris in California, who is our newest Patreon. Thank you. And he wrote some really nice stuff about he's been listening to the podcast and he personally knows Joe Souza. Oh, oh, so okay. when he, um, I guess he met him. I up thought maybe he made a mistake and listened to the wrong no, one. No, 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 no. And so uh, <laughs> that he was, was really good. <laughs> he, he's been a watcher of the videos, and then he's like, "Oh, what is the podcast?" And he saw Joe Susan's name, so he clicked oh, on that, okay, and he started okay. listening to the podcast. Oh, nice, thank you. So that, that now that's kind of the point of the podcast. Yeah. Right? Oh, and, and don't forget to rate us too, please, five stars if you wouldn't mind. That'd be really nice of you. And if you don't want to give us five stars, it's cool. Then just don't worry about the rating thing. Yeah, just just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy the podcast. <laughs> I would like to thank Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. In fact, I just referred them to a client who's going to be doing landscaping oh, nice. up on the ridge. And uh, also thank you to Fort Ruger Market. Go down to Fort Ruger Market and get your lechon or your chichidon or your Did you say chichidon? chichidons. Chichidons. That's another place, Brad John. That's a whole nother. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go there, man. Okay, you can find Devin at Kumu at 94.7. <laughs> you can go to highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle's designs. And that is it for our announcements. Not bad. That was only about a minute. Very good, John. Sometimes I'm getting I faster. Take, I take a long time. <laughs> okay, but we're very lucky to have Moses Goods here. He is uh, an actor, performer from Maui. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a recurring role in NCIS. Played Eldrak on the TV series Inhumans. He also has a one-man show about Duke Kahanamoku, theater performer. And has this Inamona Theater Company, right? Mm -hmm. Which is uh, your creation, reintroducing the native stories of Hawaii to the community, which I'd like to talk about because, um, well, we'll get into it, but it just reminds me of, uh, we were just playing some Sons of Hawaii and Eddie Mm -hmm. Kamai, before he passed, was doing these films about the slacky and the old style Hawaiian stories. It kind of makes me think about what you're doing, maybe something very similar but from a theater perspective. So it's kind of pretty cool. Yeah. So Maui, born and bred Maui? From Maui, yeah. What, what up, part? Upcountry Maui. Oh, upcountry. Yeah. Wow. So Haiku area, Makawa, went to Makawa Elementary School, uh, Kalama Intermediate, and then during my time, there was no high school upcountry, so we had to go downtown to Kahului to go to Maui High School. Oh, you're Maui High. Maui High grad, Sabres. My, uh, I won't tell you the year. My wife my wife is a Baldwin Bear. Baldwin Bear so, uh, our rival. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> our rival. Although I don't, I don't think she, she sees a distinction too much. But, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Okay. So, so how long have you been on Oahu? Oh, more than half my life. Okay, yeah, so when I think about that, I'm like, oh my god! I so grew right up out of high Maui. school, pretty much. Yeah, '95. Just dated myself. So I've been <laughs> over, here for over 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Any okay. plans on going back? Uh, I always call Maui home. That's a place that I would retire to if I'm ever able to retire, and you know, 
take it easy, although Maui is not as laid back as it used to be. But mm-hmm. I don't know, answer so your question, right. maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, um, so every, every year we do this uh, performance for George Kahumoku, who's a slack yardist, nice. and it's out in um, the Pili Kai. Mm-hmm. And I usually, I, we go up there every Christmas because my wife is from there, so we go to visit family and stuff. And we do this Christmas show up in the Pili Kai, and we're in Kihei, and we have to dri- I have to drive to Napili Kai. And now I have to leave at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Because if I leave at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, it takes me two plus hours to get mm-hmm. because of the traffic. Yeah, it's far it, It's there. crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, on a weekday, yeah. two hours to get to pleasant at all, man. Yeah. George, actually, um, he probably wouldn't remember. But my very first one-man show that I did was on Maui. It was... Mm-hmm. It started at the Ritz Carlton, where he okay. had his show. So he had his oh, show a couple of times went. a week. Okay. And then we went down, did my one man show. Like I think it was, I think it was only twice a week. Um, his show stayed, mine didn't. <laughs> 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 so he probably won't remember me, but I did get to get to know him a little bit um, before. Actually, that was right around the time when he won his his first. Oh, Grammy. the Grammy. Okay. Yeah. 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 George is a nice, interesting guy. Mm-hmm. He likes to talk too. So I mean, it's one of these things you can kind of relax because he'll do all the talking. Yeah, nice stuff. Hey, so I, yeah, go. I actually want to uh, get into your acting background because everybody kind of knows you from that, mm-hmm. but people may not know your experience. Like, where did you? Where did the bug first? Uh, yeah, that's know, what I was gonna ask. Like, where, where does a country guy yeah. from Maui get into theater, and how do you? Pull that off. An introverted country guy okay, from yeah. upcountry right, okay, Maui, yeah. right? So, um, okay. Growing up, like I said, I was really introverted, really shy. I had sports. That was my one thing that I did where I could be around people. Otherwise, I just, I didn't like talking to people. I didn't like going into the store to buy newspapers for my dad. And when, when he, even though he forced me to, I just really was just to myself. And so sports was one thing that got me out of it. And then eventually theater. So my very first venture into theater was my junior year in high school. It was, uh, I found out that this girl I had a crush on was in the drama class. So I enrolled, oh, not knowing that she was dropping the course right as I was coming in. So it was me and all the hippies and the theater freaks. But I loved it. I just, I, it was just, I think it was a chance for me to... Um, you know, when you're when you're acting, you're someone else, right? You're taking sure, on a different role, sure. a different persona, a different face, a different body, even. So, I think that's what what helped me to to um. I was able to to use my voice without being myself, you know. So even today, I'm still pretty shy and awkward in in social situations, but I have this background in performing and and you know years of theater that you know I'm able to be, to be in these situations. But I think theater just kind of was a good way for me to get what was already in me out because like growing up mm. up country maui we lived next to the forest we also had animals and i would we had chickens chickens and cows so i go into the chicken coop and that was my time to like just act things out i would be like <laughs> you know the 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 chicken what, what do i call myself the chicken ringleader and i would get all the chickens to, to be in line and i would like just act out these scenes and just like you know, I, I basically perform for my audience was the chickens mm. because they weren't people, right? So I had yeah. I had a lot of this 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 a big imagination growing up, but I kept it in because and I, I just didn't know how to how to get it out. So through through theater through acting, I'm able to open up and just let all that stuff out. And so in high school, the acting drama club and all that kind of stuff was kind of a big a big organization in your school, or was no, it a small? It thing? wasn't. So here's the thing. 
I was an athlete, right? Yeah. And so just by being an athlete, you're going to, you know, I won't say that I was popular, but, you know, you're known, you know, you have a reputation, you're an athlete, like people know you. And so I, I got a little caught up in being, I won't say a jock, but, you know, just like you're a certain person on campus when, when you're an athlete. But theater, like I said, there's the theater freaks, right? Mm-hmm. There's the there's the geeks and the and the, the the people that don't fit in, the misfits, right? Yeah. So that's what theater was in my high school. So me being among those those people, even though I loved it so much, it was like, oh man, now I got to think about you know what these other people are going to think when they they find out I'm a theater freak. Uh, yeah. So my senior year, I actually didn't go out. I didn't mm-hmm. do theater because I was embarrassed, you know. So, and then mm-hmm. so it wasn't until um, college that I picked it up again, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? I, I, I like this. I'm going to do this yeah. for me. Yeah. And, you know, 20 something years later, I'm still doing it. Ah, interesting. Pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. In our high school, we didn't even have drama. Yeah. I think we had a drama club. You, you guys had a good drama program at your guys' place. Right? Well, at Castle, but I didn't yeah. go to oh, Castle. Castle. I went to, but I went to Kylo High School. Never have. No. It wasn't. Mine was purely because of Miss Bright. So I did. Oh. Did you jump over into into castle stuff? No, what happened was uh, the year my senior year in sorry we're supposed to be talking about you. No, no. no um, my senior connected. year in high school was the year that Mr. Bright started the Castle Performing Arts uh, com- Castle Complex Performing Arts Program, and so it pulled in kids from Kalaheo, Kailua, Castle, and King Intermediate, mm, okay. and so they went to all the the four different schools and said, "Hey, you want to get out of class? <laughs> Do a show?" And we went. Okay, and then you know it was Mr. Bright and then, uh, um, and Walt mm-hmm. uh, and George uh, Con and uh, they showed up at the school and they said, "Hey, we'll try this thing out." And then that was it. I mean, once we once you were invested in Mr. Bright's world, forget about it. You weren't gonna go anywhere. You're just gonna do his shows. So it was uh, that was that was the transformative thing for me because I was like, you. I mean, I played sports and stuff, and we didn't really have a drama program. I did a play in like eighth grade, and then. Uh, there was nothing until that senior year show and then once you discover that group of people you go oh, oh okay they're weird like me I can do this and then you just yeah. start doing the theater thing and then like uh, Moses I kept doing it all through college and whatnot. and then uh, actually he and I played brothers believe yeah. it or not really he was my like he was twins. my younger I was say, I was no I know <laughs> You know, he was my he was my younger brother. There were really? three of us. Okay, yeah, there were three so, of us. Um, How did you Devin, guys pull off this brotherly thing? You, you tell me, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Devin was the oldest. Julius yep. was the handsome one. Yep. And I was the ugly one. He was the brutish. Was the, wow. he, was, he was the brutish mean <laughs> I was the one. Mean really? one. Yeah. This was steeped in fiction. Edged by Harry by Lois Ann Yamanaka. It was one of her yeah. books that was converted into a play. At, yeah. at um, Kenny? At Kumu. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. when we did it, I know, I know when they did. Okay, Devin, you get to come in. These are your brothers, and Julius is a big, strapping, handsome-looking kind of Filipino Polynesian guy. And I went, uh, okay, like what's happening here? Wait, but then our parents—that's true. Nani was this cute, beautiful, too young to be our parents, yeah. and Norm was a good friend of mine. He's in New York right yeah. now. Small Filipino guy who played the father, the parents of all of us. The thing is, we were all people were playing different roles, right? yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of like sure. you would jump in, you play several roles, yeah. Yeah. so it kind of you know it kind of made sense because of that. 
Um, and also, you know, we just loved it. We had fun with it, and we made it work, and people yeah. believed it. Cool it was always so fun because you just never know who's going to get casted in that thing and yeah. play double role, yeah. tell yeah. the whole yeah. thing. You know? Well, and, and I think the the idea that you're working in a black box theater and the audience is right there, yeah. I think it, it improves. I, I don't know about you, but it improved my acting because mm-hmm. you cannot fake it's when stressful. people yeah. are standing right yeah. here and you're yep. trying to do these serious scenes. And, mm-hmm. and Heads by Harry, uh, for the funny, uh, kind of edgy, crazy parts of it, I mean, it was a really dark show in places uh and so you had to play those emotions and play all that stuff and i want to say i saw that i was i think there. you did yeah, i think I you guys there. came yeah. yeah but that's why when so when moses would come out they go oh okay that's your brother <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was supposed to be big and um uh very imposing mm. and yeah he played that up to a t plus you had the, you get this voice right mm-hmm. you get yeah. the voice of god also, that comes out i don't know if you remember my face was all scarred up because right before this that the production yeah alvin chan and i went to new york um he's another actor and he was gonna audition for juilliard and i just went up because i'd never been to new york and we had we had a blast but i ended up getting the chicken pox in new york Oh, and it attacked my face. Oh, and so you got I it all, late, yeah. Late, yeah. It's in my twenties, and so I was all all scarred up for the show. But the oh. costume was like, you know what? It gives you character. It makes you, yeah. it makes you even uglier. <laughs> <laughs> They're like fantastic makeup. Like, oh. <laughs> and that that cast was so big. I'm still running into people once every once in a while, including um, on NCIS. One of the extras was ah, she. I think she played one of the. You know how they split the main role? Yeah. Yeah. There were three actresses that played Tony, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The adult one. Yeah, yeah. There's the adult uh, Tony one. Was the, Tony was the main character and uh, sort of the narrator of the piece. So, yeah. But she was played by three different people. Yeah. And um, I, I forgot her name. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. I forget too, but I can't help you. <laughs> was Eddie in that show too? No. No? no? If, it, if it would be anybody who would have been playing... Uh, the, the role. Filipino dad. No, no, he would have been playing my role. Oh. He would have been the oldest brother. Mm. Mm. So yeah, Eddie just Eddie finally decided not to try out for a show. <laughs> so that was the one show that he didn't do. <laughs> Sorry, our, our friend Eddie Godoy, who's Eddie done Godoy. Uh, shows actually with the three of us uh, before, uh, is a is a long time sort of staple of yeah. Kumukuwa yeah. shows. What's so. he up to now? Teaching. Where? Uh, he's. I think he's at Monolulu Middle. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. So. But you know, it was a, it was quite an experience because it was a really big cast, um, and I I only knew a couple people in that show, and it was it was interesting for me too because I had to have brothers, which mm. I I mean I had foster brothers, but I didn't have brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. in real life, so it was a trip because you you had to sort of Kinda bond, interact, and even yeah. though I was the although I was the oldest brother, so I was sort of I was supposed to be the bull of the family, which was hilarious. <laughs> Butchie was his name, by the way. <laughs> Butchie. So I had to walk in and, you know, be, I don't know, try to... Be the dominant one. Be the dominant one over these two brothers who are obviously larger than me physically. I could lick you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of, okay. That show, you, I don't know if you remember, but there's this one scene when I'm supposed to throw a punch mm-hmm. and you, you, you grab yeah. me before I, you know, I connect, right? Yeah. But somehow I went, my hand went wrong. And I actually connected with your elbow, oh. and so there was a loud pop on stage. I'm oh, like, "What yeah, was that?" Yeah, yeah. And the whole, throughout the whole show, I'm like, "Ah, oh, my hand is really sore." <laughs> and then the next day, I go to the doctor. There's a hairline fracture, so I actually oh my broke God. my hand. Oh wow! On stage, remember, I had I had a cast for the rest oh, of the yeah, run. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like right, right in the middle of the run. How yeah, was your so elbow though? 
tough. Fine. I was fine. I was fine. That's why he's the tough older brother. Right? <laughs> I mean, he hit me on the elbow, so it wasn't going to hurt at all. Plus, you, the, the you adrenaline managed, of doing the, sh- the yeah, thing, you, yeah. just, you just go. You yeah. managed to hit Devin on the one hard part of his body. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure uh, we wanted to have you in, too, was I, I wanted to make sure that we took some time to sort of focus on this uh, this work that you've been doing over the course of your career because I mean we started in we'd been acting both of us for a little while when we first started doing that show mm-hmm. but from there I mean you just sort of blossomed well, I, into I got a quick question that may tie into that yeah so being an actor here how does it work being an actor that resides here but then works you know in with Hollywood like are you constantly flying back and forth or do you do auditions virtually or how, how does that work and then um, that can tie into Devin's question. Okay. It does, right? Well, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he has NCIS, which shoots here. So. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he's done other things. That well, he's done, I mean, he's done one-man shows. So when he gets called to do the one-man show, he'll go to New York and he'll do the show. So I should not speak for him. I should let him speak no. for himself. Okay. So when, when, when I finished at UH and I decided that that acting is 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 the the path I want to take. You know, primarily theater because that's that's what I, I'm more trained in. Um, you know, I, I did a I did an assessment of of the I guess the the landscape, and it didn't I I didn't see where I fit in. You know, hmm. um, professionally, right, and, and even in community theater, it's like they're just the roles that were available weren't roles that that I necessarily felt I wanted to and 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 needed to to spend my time, you know, pursuing and and even and even if I if I did get it, you know, an unemployment rate for actors is 95%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm going to spend all that time, you know, in effort trying to get a role, I want it to be something that's that speaks to to me, but that just wasn't the case, you know, there there weren't roles um you know, I, I, I'm, I'm half black, half Native Hawaiian. And there weren't necessarily roles for even Native Hawaiians here. Mm. And I'm like, mm. oh, man. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend the rest of my life doing this, this job and doing roles that I don't necessarily want to do. So I made a, um, a bold decision and not a very logical decision, but it's one that I had to make. And I said, I'm, I'm going to carve my own way. You know, mm. I'm going to figure out how to do this and make make that landscape change right yeah and not just for me for for others right you know because i i don't want people to 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 be to to enter into the same the same um field and just like feel like well i I have to do that that's the only thing that's available for me i have to i have to be here i have to have no say in it so eventually i start i I became a writer out of necessity so i started writing my own pieces my own plays my own you know storytelling um uh short basically short plays and full-length plays as well so that's why the the play i wrote about duke hanamoku i wrote that and it was you know it's something that didn't exist but now it does right yeah and so i ended up i think i i've i've now written something like 12 full-length plays and a bunch of shorter pieces and it's all just because that work wasn't out there and i had to put it out there so not trained as a writer but if i if i wanted the work i had i had to create it myself and so i I did that and i spent years establishing myself and improving my craft um not just to sustain myself but also 
to change the landscape, like I said, right? And now things are um, uh, more more film and TV is coming down. It just happens mm-hmm. to be that time where people are look. They turn their eyes to Hawaii, and you know, I think all that groundwork that I that I laid is kind of it's paying off a bit. And now I don't have to go to LA because the the shows are coming here, and I I, I prefer not to go to LA. I prefer to stay here, um, and I think it's a good thing because you know, with all these shows coming down, they need actors from here strong actors from mm-hmm. here they need strong talent from here and it's growing but it needs to grow even more because they still bring in actors from LA mm-hmm. you know, yeah. most most mm-hmm. of these yeah. shows we watch it's it's mostly cast not in Hawaii it's mm-hmm. kind of rare that you get uh, get local talent on this show but Hawaii 5 like yeah I guess Hawaii 5 too they did cast a lot on mainland yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 to, the, to mm-hmm. the last season and then they had the one kid was, yeah, but I think he was from the mainland too. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't play. Oh no, he was he was, oh, he he was, was from New here. Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. The main okay. guy. The, uh, what, what's his name? Um, I forget. Yeah, the very last. The very last season. The very yes, yeah. yeah. he's from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. But they played him like he was from here, and yeah. I went, huh? Yeah. Oh. But I guess all the local ones that are shot here, they do employ a ton of local talent just as extras and as yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they got and a, the crew yeah. and the crew, yeah, and the crew, absolutely. yeah, the crew. Absolutely. So it's actually, yeah, yeah it helps yeah. out Hawaii a lot. Well, does, but the, but we have a we have a really strong acting uh, group here. I mean, yeah. really, honestly, true. Very, there, very talented some really, yeah, people. Yeah, really island. talented people. Yeah. So for them not to get opportunities is really kind of a bummer. So it's it's nice that. You know, uh, Moses sort of took it in his own hands and just kind of ran with it. I mean, yeah. um, I, I apologize. I've totally forgotten the play that was at Polyku, uh, but he wrote a he wrote a long, he wrote another show uh, that a good friend of ours, uh, Buffy, was in, and you know, it, it was it was very much Hawaii in nature, but uh, included more actors and mm-hmm. specifically was written for Native Hawaiian mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. So that that part was really cool. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. cool. And nowadays, uh, I mean, content is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can be a creator of stuff, there there's a lot of opportunities that could be out there for you. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And so, I think it's that we're we're coming to a, the point where people people can they not only can they tell when it's not where there's no um, local hands on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want that. They 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 want you know stories told. If you're going to tell a story about Hawaii. We want it told from you know their their perspective. Yeah. That kind of thing is coming. Like you look at um, uh, reservation dogs. You know that's that's that, that's it's it's a mm-hmm. hit because you know they're they're going into the reservation, yeah. right? They're yeah. they're, yeah. they're they're having yeah. the indigenous people tell Using their own voices, stories, yeah. and it, you can you can tell it's not written by someone that's not of that community. It's written by by them. It's told by them. It has their voice, and that's what people want. You can, know. can we talk about that other project that you were talking about on Facebook? Which one? By the way, with? hold on. What? If you smell anything, Bruno, oh, farted. Bruno oh, is doing Bruno. his thing, man. <laughs> so oh, just, man. Want, just want to let our guests know. He farts really badly. It's really... It's a gassy dog. fan is like right there. It's <laughs> a gassy dog. Is it getting you right it now? At me. Huh. It's okay. Because um, you had recently posted on Facebook, uh, another opportunity came up besides yes. Wi-Fi Voice. And I, I don't know if you can actually talk about it I'll, I'll say what 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 I I can say. So I got I got a um, another recurring role on um, an HBO series called Kenui Road, and cool. um, I can say what I mentioned on my on my Facebook. Yeah, no, that, that's why I was like, I didn't want to say too okay, much. Okay. So like, mm-hmm. uh, that um, I'm I read the script of the pilot episode, and I'm happy with with what I read. Like like very happy with with what I read, and it, it feels like you know 
I, I haven't I haven't met the producers yet, but they they sent me a, an arrangement of flowers, which was the nicest thing. Wow. They're just wow. like they seem like really awesome people, and they they also seem like people that, um, whether it be because they they someone told them to or not, they're doing their homework. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're getting things right. They're consulting the right people, from what I can tell, just reading this this piece. And you know, I don't want I don't want to jinx anything, but they're they're. It looks like it's going to be a pretty a pretty good show. So Kinui Road, yeah, the, the North Shore. Yes. What is this about surfing or what is? It, it is about lifeguards. Oh, okay. Not not Baywatch kind. I thought it was Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the point. Like, oh, great! I'm going to be on you know Baywatch 2000. Oh, I got to work out again. That's right. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Luckily, I get to play the old guy again. I'm sitting behind the desk, so well, I don't got to take my shirt off. But it's it's about lifeguards, and it's also about. Um, I'm pretty sure I can share this. It's um it's a it includes um, uh, junior lifeguards as well. So oh, okay. a lot of there there's a lot of, a lot of young talent is being cast and local local talent, which oh, is good. what really excites me. Yeah, more more than than what you would usually see in in a series today. So yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've, been doing, I've been helping some people uh, audition for that. Like I don't get auditions because they're like we need a a twenty something Hawaiian guy for this part and a twenty five something year old Hawaiian guy for this part and a fifty year old Hawaiian guy. And I go, okay, I can't do any of those roles. <laughs> but my but my friends are auditioning for the parts. You so. could be the guy eating shave ice and matcha. I could. I could be the. I could be the, the, the guy sitting yeah. in the corner. Yeah, you played like, my brother. So you yeah, can go out for those roles. I, so. I say, well, you know, the other guy in the show, I'm his brother. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, but but it's really it's really nice to see that they're doing that. Because even you know, I was even surprised by um, Doogie Kamaloha. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. um, you know, they included zippies. Yeah, in yeah. the show, mm-hmm. they specifically mention zippies, and they give no context. Like if you're watching the show, you need to know what Zippies is, uh, and then you watch the show and you go, oh! And only people from Hawaii would get mm-hmm. it because if you're on the mainland, you go, oh, Zippies, I I don't know what that is. Yeah, you're seeing that more and more. People the, like the writers are catering less to the references. Yeah, it's like you yeah. know, figure it out. We're not gonna we don't we're not gonna spoon yeah, you yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and spell it out for you. Yeah. we're gonna do it like this, and that's that. Even in um in NCIS, they um you know you gotta you kind of feel things out with the director and the writer and everything. But the way things are, at least, you know, for the time being, you know, they'll give me a script and I'll make, um, I guess, changes in terms of how I would deliver it in, you know, if I were speaking pigeon, you know, a country Maui pigeon, that's that's what what I bring. And there are some word changes in there that they're okay with, you know, and and if there's something that's just way out there, they're like, we have no idea what you're saying. The audience (laughs) won't either. Then they'll let me know. That's the hardest part, though, to do an authentic Hawaii movie and and interject pidgin English, but still right. be mm-hmm. understand by the majority of the audience. Yep. You know. Yep. And part of it is like I said. You know, you 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 do it, and you let you let them figure it out. That's that that's that's part of it. But also, you, you got you do kind of got to meet in the middle because yeah. if it's if it's too pidgin, they're not gonna know anything. But well, they can put subtitles on. They could <laughs> do that. They could do that. Yeah, but you go. I mean, you. Uh, I've watched the first couple episodes, and you're able to go farther than I actually expected you to go. When you know when in you pigeon? come on, yeah, mm-hmm. his pigeon, his pigeon gets to be laid on rather thick, mm-hmm. and I was actually surprised because I went, "Wow, they letting you just go?" Because mm-hmm. as a person from Hawaii, well, I, I understand exactly what the dad is saying. Yeah. But someone you know in the middle of Missouri somewhere may go, "Wait, I'm sorry, what 
What, mm. what was that? You get the gist because he's such a good actor that the the emotional content of it comes across. Mm. And I think that's the part about it that's nice is they they allow him to do that. They they know that he's a good enough actor that even if the words are here and you go oh, what you understand the intent of it. So yeah, so you gotta have cool. that that trust, like I said, between the the performer, the director, the writer. And you know, you 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 meet in the middle, and mm. you know the way the way I've been doing it, I've been taking it to the point where it's like, yeah, if I if I were you know upcountry Maui, that's how it would be said. Yeah. But I can pull it back as as far as they need me to, or take it even further if they want me to. Yeah. You know, I, I you know I, I and I'm okay with doing that. I'm 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 flexible, and they trust me, and we we have this you know this, this balance. Upcountry Maui pigeon is completely different than. <laughs> I was going to say, do you say do you say Bombay? It is right. Do you use Bombay? We Mumbai, yeah, I think that's pretty. I won't say universal, my, but island wide. Because <laughs> uh, my wife says Mumbai, and I'm like, whoa, I haven't heard Mumbai in a long time. Like yeah. that's not a Oahu thing. I don't hear. Oh, really? Oh, no. no. okay. used to use that a lot. Mumbai. Yeah, used to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. the last, last twenty years, I haven't heard. But my wife still drops the Mumbais. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pigeon is used less today, yeah. especially yeah. on this island. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you yeah. know. It's not, not like how it like was all before. of our friends' kids. They don't speak the language anymore. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Trying to get them to understand pigeon is hard. My my own kids go, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay. We'll work on them. We'll yeah. Work on them. <laughs> so talk a little bit about this Inamona Theater Company. Now, Devin was nice enough to explain to us that Inamona is the kukui nut. Yes, the meat. And so, how does that tie into what you're trying to do? Okay, so with um. The, the work that I do, and, and, and it's largely based in, in Hawaiian culture, Hawaiian thought, as much as I, I'm, I'm able to, um, one, in, in Hawaiian values, uh, one, one of the, the values that you know, is, is in many, many cultures is humility, right? Ha-ha-ha. And it's, it's um, when you're thinking about that and you're in the acting industry where you have to, you have to, promote yourself you have to be on stage and you and you're you're you know all you're very much in the in the limelight and people people look at you and and some people like they they, they think you somebody yeah you know <laughs> and that can go to your head mm-hmm. if you let it right but i want to make sure that i'm 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 consciously um staying grounded staying um having humility all while you know, doing what I have to do as an actor. And so, Inomona is the kukui nut relish. You roast the kukui nut and you put pa'akai, you put salt, and that's something that you use to enhance the flavor of food, like poke or whatever, right? You put that right. on the food to enhance the flavor. But that's not that's not the important thing, right? The important thing is the mea'ai, is the, is, is the food that you're eating, right? You just put this sprinkle on to, to add a little bit to it, but that's not the food. You, if you eat a handful of kukui, you're gonna get a problem, right? <laughs> and so the the, the 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 my thinking is like what I do as an actor is the inamona that goes on the stories of our ancestors, mm. right? Mm. So it's what what's most important are these things that feed us that the our foundation. So that's that's kind of the thought behind what inamona. That's is. a great name. Yeah, mm. it's a good good explanation too. Mm. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. So, <laughs> it's good that he thought this out before yeah. he came up with it. He just said I like the name. And said, and I like cocoa nuts. I think I'm going to say... I like really cool me about your heart, I go, ah, I don't know. Jake came up with that. It's about the, the length of our story, you know. Is he pure heart? 
Yeah. Wow, it's a blast from the past, man. Yeah. yeah. Old wow. Times. That's old days. Wait, are you from? He's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Now I'm starstruck. That's cool. I still love you guys. No, oh. You should have told me that before I came in. I, I don't. Devin See, but oh, this is, cool. this is, but this is what you're talking about, right? That that sense of humility about that's it. Right. Yeah, you yeah, he's yeah, yeah, exactly. he just walks around and <laughs> well, you know, I was in pure heart. Yeah, no, it's just not what he does. Well, actually, just started in this show called. Uh, Squid Game. Well, yeah, apparently, <laughs> too. So, yeah. Cool, but but okay. So so. Wow. So, th- okay. So, sorry, the Inamona thing just got me thinking about Eddie because he was a a good friend back in. But, but his whole thing was like, you know, these these stories are getting older, right? These songs that were written so long ago. So he wanted to capture that on a film. So is that what you're trying to do with these? This or are you coming up with new stories that are? Uh, Hawaiian-based to kind of carry on tr- those traditions. I, I don't know if I'm framing the. Is it is it documenting history? Or is it is it creating something new to to just keep the culture alive? You know? Um, I think I think a uh, a little bit of, of of all of that, but I think it has mostly been stories of. Oh, like with oh, the like, Duke, yeah, yeah, like and 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 stories of the ancestors, right? Because that again, that's I, that's me laying the foundation at least for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Learning from these these stories, but also getting these stories out there so that they're not forgotten, right? And so that also, we don't always have to go to other stories to be like ah to to, to validate you know what's good and and what isn't, you know? It's like we have it, it it's it's great to love all these Hollywood things, but we have some pretty badass stories in our you know in yeah, our own yeah. world, right? And that's that's. That's one thing I want to normalize. Like, yeah, let's normalize our stories here because they're pretty amazing. And yeah, if 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 I if I did nothing else but told our stories, I'd be okay, you know. But I, but I, I do also add. Um, I think I'm, I'm more reaching the point where I can add more of myself into into my creative work, and so I'm telling stories that are a little that are, you know more mm. more personal stories, or I'm I'm putting that in a little bit more. So I think that's just the, sort of the evolution of of what I do, what I've been doing, but. To answer your question, it's 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 all of that, but the foundation again, it's it's the it's the food that the Inamona goes on top of, right? That's that's the that's the important stuff. So. You know what I wanted to ask you is what you did a one man show for Duke Kanomoku, mm-hmm. right? And in your in your deep dive into researching him and all this kind of stuff, is there something that you learned that the general public doesn't know about him? Um Yeah, there's a bunch there's a bunch of things. Uh and what I like is that there are some there are some things that are just for me and I don't I don't want to share. Yeah. There's even a few things that I was told don't share this. And you know, oh. that's just for you and you don't need to tell people well, about it. Where do you that. find the information from though? Just there are people that that he has um he doesn't have any direct descendants because he never yeah. had any children, but he has Ohana that's still alive. He had people that knew him. A lot of people knew Duke and had and knew Duke stories and um they're from a lot of these stories are from people that that were connected did to. Did you him get to like talk ways. to Rabbit Kikai and stuff like that back in the day? No, Rabbit no. passed um, before I w- before I began the journey. Oh. I got to talk to uh, was it Blue Makua's wife. Oh, um, who else? Uh, uh, Randy. Um, oh my God, I'm finished. Randy. Randy. It's always, it's always hard when you put on the spot and you're on a like like some kind of recording and people start asking you to remember names <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So so don't worry. Plus we're, we're getting not, older. 
We're so getting older too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a few, a few of his family members as well. Um, P.E.K. Clark is one of them, and a few other family members that that are from you know his his siblings' lines, and that's that's sort of you know when when I when I tell a story about someone who has family still or who has someone that is connected to that legacy, um, it's it's like first and foremost is to make that connection. You know, because I'm not going to assume that these stories are automatically mine to tell. You know, I'm going to I'm going to talk to the family and if they're OK with it, then I'll, I'll tell the story. If they're not, I won't tell the story. It's not my story to tell. Yeah. So they, I think that's that's one thing that you you only get when you talk to people of a certain, you know, culture, mm-hmm. a certain yeah. place. It's like, yeah, no, we, we know the stories that, that should be told. You know, we're not going to just assume. Yeah, let's tell that story. Like, Can you tell us one that you don't find in books, though, that would be OK? Um, What is Dukahanamoku could needlepoint knit. Hmm. Really? Yeah. There's actually a picture of him knitting a sweater. Huh. Yeah. Where did he learn that from? Okay. So I, I thought, like, oh wow, that's that's something that um that oh I, I wonder if his mother taught him or, or, yeah. or whatever. It actually was during the time of the war. A lot of people were were knitting sweaters for the soldiers, and he just like you know I'm going to be a part of that. I'm going to knit this, and I can't be there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna help in the way that I that I can. So he actually needlepoint. Knitted. Wow. It's so neat because anything that guy tried seemed like he excelled at. He did well. He, <laughs> oh like, he could God. do anything, you know. Yeah, incredible and so humble. Just like, like when um, this is not something. Well, this isn't. Many people know about the rescue, right? But there's a rescue that um, when he was in uh, Newport Beach, uh, a yacht had capsized. A, a fishing uh, boat had capsized, and all these, all the. The, the crew was were thrown into the, the water and it was like ridiculously turbulent, right? And people are like, oh, they're all going to die. You know, the onlookers are like, wow. Duke hops on his surfboard and he paddles like, these are monster waves, enough to capsize a boat, yeah. right? So he goes out there, he gets two of them, pulls them on his surfboard and goes back. He goes back and gets three more. He, he does like three trips until other guys are like, hey, let's join in. So they go and they save like seriously like three people he ends up saving like i don't know like eight or or, or something like that wow. um but he also um went back for the 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 ones that didn't make it and that part gets me every time oh my it's god like he actually went back so that the families could 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 mourn for yeah. their their yeah. loved ones right and it's like what what an incredible human being because you got you got to think you've you've paddled aboard right have you paddled aboard in, in monster yeah. waves yeah. have you done that Five times yeah. in a row to where your muscles can't even take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get someone that you know is not alive. What kind of human being is that? He's such... And and last thing is that when you read about that, that incident, you kind of have to piece it together. Because his words, he's like... Oh yeah, well you know I I I saved a few, but these other guys and it's all, it's all about the other guys. Yeah. The other guys didn't do mm-hmm. shit. He <laughs> saved all of them, yeah. and he doesn't even talk about that. Like that is such humility. That's what makes a guy that legend that yeah. he is. Yeah, know? yeah. So so when you were when you were thinking of the getting the story together, I, I apologize, and I never got a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. But um, what came to you first? Was it the through line of his life? Is it like because uh, I've never written a show before? Uh, specifically not a one-man show much less a show with like all these other characters but when you're putting it together in your head you go okay we start the through line you know beginning of his life end of his life do you do you skip around did you go okay i mean did it come to you in like one big chunk or did you have to go okay we piece this we take this we take this it was hard to to get that show going because it was a it was going to be a one-man show yeah 
about the most humble human being that ever lived and who would never talk about himself, right? Yeah. So how am I going to do a show about someone that wouldn't tell his own story? Yeah. Right. So it ended up being a, a show where I actually played 11 different characters. I yeah. play him as well, the yeah. in and out, but I go through a lot of different characters so that you can get the story told from someone else's point of view, which felt right to me. Mm. It wouldn't feel right if he's like, well, I'm Duke and I did this and I saved him. Yeah. Like the, the rescue thing, I actually tell it from the point of view of one of the guys that didn't make it. That's why when I, when I do Whoa. that, I always get very emotional oh, because wow. well, you know, in his, heavy, he's man. watching this, this, this stranger, this powerful man come back and save all these people and then eventually take his body on, oh. on the board back. So Jeez. that's, that's so it's, I'm able to tell the story not from his perspective because he wouldn't have told that yeah. but it's from other people's perspective is, which is this like. play on YouTube or anywhere else where we can, we can so watch it so we finally have a um, uh, virtual uh, capture of it that you can see at Honolulu Theater for Youth um, and you gotta be it's a very the membership is very very low because we're trying to get families to, to watch more more shows but we actually did a, a pretty decent virtual capture of it to me, like like Devin knows, a live performance, a, a play should be live. Yeah, you can't you beat should, it live. Yeah, yeah, so it's very different. But you know, we were able to capture it in a way that it made sense for for a, a virtual you know piece. So you, you can actually see it, and that means I don't have to be shirtless on stage ever again for that show. So I don't have to perform it. Just go watch this show. <laughs> we're gonna actually ask you to do it on Patreon section next. <laughs> so. I'll grab the dog and hold it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll farting. let you borrow one of my board shorts. <laughs> hey, get the long board right here. Long board, yeah, man. Man. Stay tuned, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how do you? So you write the play, then how does it go from there to like now? I'm performing this on the mainland, or do you send it out, or do you do a, you know, short clip of it? And so that that goes back to the you know the the. The hard work that I that I put in building building what I've what I've, I've created right and so yeah. when you're doing that you're not just establishing you're establishing yourself here you're making connections all over the place I see and so what happened was um so as you're doing other shows you meet the theater people directors and yeah and well and also network. you know the shows that I create because I've you know I've, I've traveled I've been to to gatherings and you know I've met other other artists and other you know other creative minds and you just sort of have have a network yeah you know and so when I when I create work it's sort of it gets put out there people know about it and so they're like oh well we'll come in and you know why don't you come and perform it in, in New York and in, in Connecticut I think the first time I, I performed it at a theater in New York of someone that um Actually, I'd never met them. They heard of me through other people that I had had connected with. So wow. when you get when you put yourself out there and you get to know people, and you network. Yeah. You're kind of like, okay, well, this this will be the right person to to for you to talk to. So they that's how that happened. And then that same trip, I performed it up in Connecticut at Yale because I had met someone there at. Um, an indigenous theater artist gathering that I, I went to, see. which was amazing, and so that's you know that was a network all itself, all, all its own. So um, I'm still connected to a lot of those people. So like, well, we have this um, indigenous performing arts thing at Yale that we're doing. Why don't you come up and, and be one of our first uh, performances? So by the way, can yeah. you toot your horn? Speaking of indigenous voices, because you kind of got a little hmm? thing. We we're talking earlier. Well, what what here, but. We've also seen, well, I've also seen that you've been, right? Do you have an award that you're won or? Spit it out. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, I want, I want him to tell it because <laughs> I don't want it to be me. The um the the shift award the yeah, the, yeah so you know I'm I'm in addition to doing all all the, the these shows and everything we're you know we're we're we have we have a lot of a lot of projects that are are in the hopper right that that we want to mm-hmm. do and so we um we just got uh, granted a a pretty nice nice uh award that'll give us the the resources to at least get this particular project going and it's actually nice um it's a it's an ar project augmented reality um project that involves theater so basically it's theater you know on oh, your device and around cool. town so we'll see how it is cool but we still gotta figure it out how it's gonna <laughs> work but you know it's all brought brought about by the p- pandemic right you yeah. know you can't gather and yeah you know live performers know that yeah, dude, it was a Devin's hard time been in us. here yeah and yeah. like we got Got push back again. Yeah, yeah. be more, be more chill. It's, we're finally oh. opening next week. Oh, we next were, week already. We were supposed to be done in September. We we're supposed to be done last month, but we couldn't even do the show because the mayor shut us down. So yep. then it was like, okay, we're not doing it. Okay, wait, we're doing it. Okay, wait, we're doing it while you're gone. Okay, we're gonna find somebody to be in for you for the week, and then you guys, it's been it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. And then yeah. uh, you know, and the you know the how seasons work. It's boom, boom, boom. It's one show on the another. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, we have uh, Joy Luck Club right smack on our heels, and I got cast in that one too. So um, we got oh, oh nice. I, like memorize a lot of stuff. Then well, no, Joy Luck Club is awesome. I get like five lines <laughs> in that show because oh. Joy Luck Club is all about the women in the show. Oh, right? the, the men, we're we're the inamona. We just <laughs> We just sprinkle a little bit. So I sprinkle a little bit in the front, and I sprinkle a little bit in the end, and I'm power. Everything else is like... What is, your, what is your character in... My Jordan? character is uh, Tin. I'm the father of one of the one of the ladies in the show. So because it's all about directing the, that. Yes. Rico Holt? She, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. yeah. She's a good yeah. director. And she's yeah. a... Yeah, Solid she's director. a pretty powerful director, so yeah. we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So... Check it out. But it's... Uh, and then... Okay, you also have the Paniolo show as well. Paniolo is another show that I right. did. That was a two-man show. Yeah. That um, we did that um, at Honolulu Theater for Youth, but then we toured that to the different islands. So we took it to Maui, we took it to Kauai, and Big Island as well. See, and um, uh, I've worked with HTY as well doing a touring show. And a touring show on the neighbor islands <laughs> is, is not what you think. <laughs> Everybody, everybody thinks the touring shows for like you know when you're doing a touring theater show that it's all glamorous and stuff and uh-huh. it's so not because <laughs> yeah. you're like uh, we we did I did uh, dance in the railroad uh, dance in the railroad with Kyle Kakuno mm. and wow. so we had to do some of these scenes. so you go into different schools you we played uh, the um, the playhouse in Waimea. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the winter time, oh. and you wake up oh. and it's forty degrees. Yeah, and Waimea, yeah, yeah cool. and we're wearing you know Chinese clothes that's silk and it doesn't have a lot of covering, and we're trying to warm up at five six o'clock in the morning. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because you know taking a show that you've written and you perform in, and then you're taking it on the road and stuff, you know, and you packing up everything yourself. Maybe you get one person helping. But you know the, that kind of touring is is crazy, man. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I don't know. I was I was a young man when I did it. If I was <laughs> older now at this age, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot touring. I, I I think about it all the time. I can't remember who said it, but um, there's some musician who said you get paid for the travel. 
Mm. You, you don't get paid to perform because performing is fun. Mm. Yeah, right? but yeah. it's getting there, and every time That's I'm on a plane or I'm sitting work. in a crappy hotel or something, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm getting paid for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, although it's gotten way easier with the the iPhones and the iPads and everything. Uh, yeah. I tell all the young kids, hey, you know, when I was your age, I used to have to travel with a book. And it sucked. That's <laughs> true, yeah. And you know how many times I saw Chocolat with Johnny Depp? It was the only freaking movie on the plane. <laughs> and it was both ways, back and forth. It's just Chocolat. <laughs> I hate that movie. So nowadays... You and a Hawaiian Airlines just plays the same movies that yeah, for a month. Yeah, they don't month, care right? now because yeah. everyone has movies on their phones and yeah. stuff. I know it sucks though because now that you don't see it on the little screen you just gotta they're good yeah. okay just use your phone yeah um, I, had, I had a quick question because I never did see one of your one man shows in person mm-hmm. when you do it and you play these different characters like is there like a, are you like the world's fastest costume changer or <laughs> do you not change and you just play a character in a different voice how, how, do, you, how, you, how um, do you do that yes the answer is yes to, to, to all of that all of it and it, and it depends on how you design the show you know um so, um, some shows I have no costume changes at all, and it's just all in my body and my voice, and I go different characters, you know, just with it without anything. Um, that's that's the simplest way to do it for many reasons, especially touring, right? Uh-huh. With Duke, we decided to actually have costume changes for all of the characters. How'd you pull wow. them changes? Oh uh, well, we, we we had a costumer that you know, okay, here's here's what needs to happen. You, you we got to go from here to here. How do we do it? Are you so wearing we have, layers of clothes and you're stripping it off? No, or? Both. So really? I, I would start. Okay, when I do that show, I start off with um, the the blue bathing suit, the iconic you know yeah. bathing suit for that scene. White shorts over that for the for the Duke scene. Oh no, I gotta add those later. Um, <laughs> what I start off with, um, and then the 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 Duke. Um, Aloha shirt. That's another thing people know. He was a designer. He had he had his own clothing line. Mm. So I had the iconic Duke Aloha shirt with white pants. That's how I start the show. Oh, he, wait, wait. he designed the pareo and all that kind of stuff. That that Duke pareo. You shirt know that, that it's kind of like on um, the like a pineapple. Yes. And it has, yeah, yeah. That's one of his main his his popular designs. He had a, he had a, a few designs that are that are still used actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think yeah, Kahala he, still makes some of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So By he had way, his own clothing you, line. If you wear high life clothes. That's the guy who designed. Ah, see all this. Wow, wrong. All these these famous guys over here. People, I didn't even know it. Ah, so humble. So (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a trip though. Here, they did. He had his own. Yeah, designed his own. I had a part in designing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so our last section of of this section. Are we at the end already? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fast. Yeah. Okay. Is um, if you were stranded on a desert island. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Okay. And you could only bring... <laughs> only for five minutes. <laughs> you could only bring three albums with you. Oh, three albums. To listen to for the rest of time. Since this is a music show. Mm-hmm. Desert Island Discs. Desert Island Discs. What three albums would you bring with you for this? Okay. Uh, see, if you asked me this like five years ago, I'd be right here with the name of the album, but we don't... <laughs> albums yeah, are like, okay, oh my God. Said- Remember the al- So I can tell you, I can describe the cover of the albums that I'm thinking about. <laughs> Um, one is the Gabby Pahinui album with I think it's I think it's actually called Gabby. The brown album. Yeah, the brown, the brown, brown one. Yeah. The brown one. Yeah. Yeah. With his yeah. face it's just on. called yeah. the brown yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. Kyle that has one. it. Yeah, I just yeah. have it right there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, this is gonna be all over the place. Okay. The other one is um, it's 
I don't know the name of it, but it's it's a Fats Domino album that has like all oh, the, the good ones. Wow. It has Blue Monday. It has yeah. My Girl Josephine. It has um, so it's um, I forget the name of it, but it's that one Fats Domino album. So that's one, two. <laughs> What's the other one? That's only three. Only yeah, three. Only three. Oh man, it could be an artist though. Just okay. pick, like an overall. We we'll give people some yeah. leeway. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, I got to change it up because I can't have another Hawaiian one because I have you know you gotta. You know, if, if the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I got to mix it up. So what's something that's very different? Ah. A Broadway play or something. taking it seriously. This is what good. I do? It would... Uh, do I love Broadway tunes that much to be stuck with for the rest of my life? <laughs> and it would have to be... This is a hard question. This is a hard question. I don't think I could handle that. I know. Oh, my God. Do you ask this all your guests? Yep. yep. Every yeah. single one. Yeah. Yeah. The third one is hard. Okay, this is important. And I, I, I want to... No. I don't want to go classical because it's like, what if? <laughs> we didn't want you to stress this. I'm hard. stressing. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, you know what? Okay, it's gonna be. No, I was gonna in, say, it's gonna be a white, a white noise, white noise album. But white, I don't. Oh. I wouldn't, you know, white noise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay yeah. When you're sleeping, you can listen. Yeah, maybe. But you can uh, be on the. Beach I know, but that's why. That's why like, I don't need that. Like bubbling brooks, I already yeah. have those, so I don't yeah. need that. Um, yeah. You guys, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> too much pressure. We'll, we'll put you on hold right now, and you can answer your third one on a Patreon. If you want to hear it, yeah, you gotta catch it on a Patreon. Along with the along with the one man Dukan Omoku show. Ah, good one though. Good question. Uh, All right. Well, we will we will break. Uh, I'll let you keep thinking. <laughs> gonna filibuster for a second. We will break to our Patreon in a sec. Just want to thank everybody for the support. It's been great. Uh, I'll mention that we are doing Twitch. Uh, we're oh, gonna yeah. just go to Thursdays now <laughs> instead of Mondays and Thursdays. But but Darren and I will be doing so. We're gonna do guest. Me and Darren guest. Me and Darren and stuff. So so the Thursdays are gonna be our big. Don't make, Twitch the, don't make the me and Darren sound so sad. Like that's the thing you should. I, I feel like, like it's fun watching you, watching you and Darren. Guest, me and Darren. You know? Yeah, I feel like it's a chore for people to yeah. listen to that. But um, the other thing is this week, as you're hearing this podcast, we're releasing new content from Joe Sambo. I saw. Oh, it. I saw it today. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Joe is a is a reggae performer from Florida, and he's. Amazing. He's really good. Really cool. One yeah. of the coolest dudes nice ever. Dude, we're, we're... So, the Four Seasons now has me um, kind of emceeing our video shoots. You know? What's up? Well, well, you want to drive out? To I'll talk to you about it later. But <laughs> because people are around. You know, they're walking by. So, it's like... Yeah. I'm just explaining what we're doing. I talk to the artists and stuff like that. <laughs> and we're in the lobby of the Four Seasons. Next to the lobby, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hey... uh. Joe, what's this song? What's this song about? You know, he's like, to be honest, John, the song is about smoking weed. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Wow. You know, there's kids everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, you got a third? Uh, I do. Okay, okay. It's it is going to be Broadway. Okay. Oh, okay. It's going to be the original Dreamgirls. Broadway. Oh, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Holiday. Holiday. Man, that's actually a that. good choice. That is a good choice. That's good music. Yeah. That's good music, that's good man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We'll take our short break. We'll be back on the Patreon. Actually, I want to talk about um, musicals that were made into movies and which okay. ones were good and which ones were horrible. Well, I thought you want to talk Shang-Chi and no, 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 Venom. No, <laughs> Everyone turns off when we talk about pop, pop <laughs> movies. All right. We'll see you later. Have a good see week, you. guys. <laughs>